Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Experience the unconventional, Even the unpredictable, What's and the completely unorthodox exactly. with rule-free Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. I've been roaming a road and a road is my own. I've been roaming a road and I roam all alone. Roaming a road and a road I am gone. I've been roaming a road and the road is my home. <laughs> I love that. Now, that is well. That is Mike McGear. That is me. But well, but are you Mike McGear anymore? You're Mike. You're, you've gone back to. Are you Michael McCartney? Mike McCartney. My, my name is Peter Michael McCartney, and all I have to say, I have to, first of all, has any? No, no. I, I know what my name is. <laughs> I'm, re- you boys, I'm reading. F- has anybody actually apologised for Billy Billy Bong? <laughs> That has to be cleared up, <laughs> right or wrong. Uh, it, no one has apologised for. See? I can't find my biddly biddly bong. See? I can bring it live if I, you want. Go on, let's have it. <laughs> a biddly biddly bong. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I've got a feeling yes, we won't uh, know what you're talking about, Mike. Oh, I can assure you, you all know what I'm talking about. Now, <laughs> I have to ask you: Are you going to stay awake for this show? Oh shit! Because <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm allowed to say you can say one shit, no more. Okay. If you do another sorry. shit. We'll have to ask you to leave. I'm, sh- I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Because uh, you phoned me up today. It's sounding a little bit worse for wear, with respect. It was your birthday yesterday. It was my birthday. Happy birthday. All day, bless you. Happy own birthday today. Yes. Uh, it was all day, and my wife looked after me. She's a good girl. She's planned London. Wow. Because I live up... Uh, I can't say Liverpool, because I now live in the Beverly Hills of Liverpool, across the water, over the water. Okay. My dad used to stand on the side, of the underneath the liver bird, and we'd say, Dad, what's that over there? on the other side of the River Mersey. And he'd say, that's over the water, son. Wow. Because that was the unobtainable. A world away. That's where all the rich people lived. And now you're rich. I know I'm not rich, <laughs> but I'm living over the water beyond my means. <laughs> it's all on the never-never, and that's good. But you went to see a show last night. I did. 
And be, being an <laughs> older think, gentleman... I think I did. You fell asleep. Well, it took me back to <laughs> uh, Auntie Dill and I in the Theatre Cluid in Wales yeah. when we went to see one. And it was one of those theatre in the round and you're right on the edge of the stage, yeah. you know. Yeah. And Auntie Dill was getting on. So she had an excuse. I wasn't that old then. I'm that old now. And we both fell asleep during the performance. <laughs> and there's these actors. In the front row. That you, you are as near, you and Kath are as near <laughs> as the actors. And there's Auntie Dylan like. What was the play, do you remember? God knows. Like the <laughs> one matter. last night. Like Bono was the second bit last night. Chasing Bono. Chasing Bono. I've heard about this. I was, would I'm ask sorry. if it's any good, but I, it, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to go back. I'm sorry, Ian Lafrenet. I'm sorry, Ian. Yeah. Used to know Ian a long time ago. I'll tell you, Ian, if you're listening to this, uh, this is how long it When you lived in Abbey Road. Hey. A million years ago. Did it? it before the commitments. Ian before Lafrenet. Lafrenet, he, he didn't write the Liber Birds, likely, did he? No, Likely no, Lads. Likely Lads. And uh, Commitments. And did he write the Commitments? Yeah. I didn't so. know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're Ian. probably right. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. And another very famous one. Uh, which I can't remember. But Ian Lafrenet went to... <laughs> that was funny. We were in... My wife and I were in the House of Blues yeah. in Hollywood, right? Yeah. And I was saying to Ro, I said, I wonder if Ian, Ian Lafrenet came over here. Uh, and he, I think he lives here now. And it'd be funny if he was here. It's the sort of place he'd come to, this House of Blues. And I swear this what I honestly... No sooner as the words left my mouth, this I said, Lord, I don't know, no, this can't be happening. God, you work in very weird ways. Because there is the man I used to know as Ian Lafani walking across out a very dark place, yeah, with the one armed drummer from Def Leppard, Def Leppard, yeah, wow, walking across this thing. I said, Okay, Lafani, don't talk to your old friend. Mike, bloody hell, what the hell are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. I think that LSD you bought in 1966 is finally kicking in, Mike, because these stories are insane. We're only six minutes in. Excuse me, there is nothing wrong with pounds, shillings and pence. Thank you. You mentioned the live birds because I know that you wrote wrote the theme tune. Ian, let's put it like this. Go on. Where have you heard that? I'm too young. I don't remember the programme. But my dad. <laughs> of course, that's no, it. That's, that's the whistle. That's what Alan Cummings said. Right. I did an interview with him, a telly thing. Yeah. And I did that for him and he shook my hands. Make, you know Alan Cummings? Like, yeah, great, of course. Yeah, yeah, brilliant actor. Brilliant actor. He shook my hands and said, what's that for, Al? Because now I'm on uh, special terms with everyone in the are. world. You know, all the superstars. <laughs> all right, Al, he probably said, no worry, Mick. You know what I mean? He, he, I thought he was Scottish, not I'm Irish. Not. <laughs> or Pakistani. <laughs> and he, he shook my hand and said, what's that for? He says, I can get home to Glasgow and tell my mum I yeah. shook the hand of the man that whistled the Liverbird theme <laughs> for 20 years on that telly. Now, you can't say that! I didn't say telly. <laughs> he whispers like me, loud. Now, <laughs> listen, I have been listening to this album, Woman, a lot today. That's a nice album. Oh, do you a... know? Do you know who that is? Well, on the I, front? I do now because oh, everyone thinks it's a nun. Yes, they do. But it's it's your mum. My mum. As a was she a midwife? She was a nurse. A they, nurse. They are the old. Uh, you can't see it on the radio. Hold it up to the radio. 
Uh, there's a picture, all of you uh, avidly looking, getting your telescopes out. Is a picture of me as a nurse. It's a stunning and, picture. And a lovely picture. Yeah. Isn't it? Beautiful. Yeah. How about that for an album? Cover? It's a great album. <laughs> but, but everyone for years thought it was a, a nun. A nun, they did, yeah. When your mum is taken from you at the age of 12, mm -hmm. you have special memories. So when I see that lady that I only knew for 12 years of yeah. my life, then there's special things. Yeah, as children, when they're taken away. Yeah. So whenever I see that, it, it's a lovely feeling. Um, I don't want to dwell too much. You know, I don't want to dwell too much on the sadness. But but you you brought up the death of your mum when you were twelve, and um, I can't even begin to imagine mm. what that was like for you and your family at that time. It, it, it must have been beyond horrific. Particularly um, at twelve, you and it, your mum. Twelve, twelve. It is very. I blamed everyone, mostly God. Yeah. Whatever that is, then as a twelve-year-old child. And it took a couple of years before I thought, Michael, you keep blaming everyone, particularly this God thing. Then, but why did your mum, very personal, she was very, very important to me personally as a human being. So why has she gone? You've got to work it out. And so I had to work it out, and I did. And I suddenly realised the horribleness of that, the... You know the the blunt severage, the the the, the hole it leaves, the just impossible is for a reason. And really, so, you well, came to that conclusion. I had to work it out, even a twelve, thirteen, yeah. fourteen year old kid, and I worked it out of the the reason why she had to go and she went was to teach me, for God's sake, Michael. Don't waste a second wow. of this life yeah. you've got. I've been given. You've got the privilege of breathing. I haven't. Yeah. I'm, I'm in somewhere else. I'll see you up there soon, love. Uh, but that's the lesson she taught me. Yeah. Is you get on with your life, and by God, bloody listen every second, every whisper, every breath of fresh air, every rainbow. Enjoy. And you <laughs> have, you have, because you've you've never. You've never stopped working. I was, I was reading a lot about the scaffold, of course, which is obviously the, the 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 group in inverted commas that you were in in the sixties and again in the seventies. But it was more of a performance art, theatre, comedy, poetry group. Satirical. Than a rock group. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got us into the pop world, and everyone thought you were a pop band, but well, they no, only no, knew no, the hits. No, no, they were, no, they didn't know we were a pop oh, band. Okay. I made us a pop right, band okay. by writing. Thank you very much for the entry, Iron. Yeah. We were not. We were a university theatre, uh, comedy, satirical comedy, poetry. Uh, it was that's what our uh, modus operandi was. That's what we were best at. And I got us into pop music by writing. Thank you very much. As a song at the end of our shows to thank everyone for coming, saying thank you very much for keeping the seat warm. Thank you very much for paying to come in. Well, that was a song, did, so thank you. Did you then get confused audiences who saw totally. you? I guess you did like Top of the Pops and stuff, like huge hit. Can and so they thought they were going to come and see a pop concert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, it's you three. Ogden, it's Ogden, wasn't it? And uh, McGough. It was John Gorman. John Gorman, sorry, John, not John Gorman. John was OTT Gorman. Yeah. Fan Flies, all that. And a McGough poet. Yeah. And we, we once played, I think it was Lewis from Town Hall. This is to... Uh, just illustrate what you've just said succinctly. Yeah. This place, now we're number one, right? We're big number one hit uh, comedy group. Uh, <laughs> so people <laughs> people uh, have packed out Lewisham Town Hall and they're the first one, two, three, four, five, six, 
eight rows, packed with mums and dads and children. Come to see the Lily of the Pink group. <laughs> we did the last thing we did. We only did Lily of the Pink at the end. By which time, after the two-hour two performance, all the children were asleep. Yeah. And so we'll drink. Wake it up, idiots, is what we came for. Get up, get up, darling, get up. It's here. So that's what it was confusing. What were those shows like? Because there, there, there isn't our any recording show, of them, is our there? Our shows, there is one magical one that the BBC have, and it is absolute magic. There's wow. only one. And I found another, uh, Lily the Pink, which should have been banned, honestly. Filthy. Because you're a very naughty well, man. Yeah, well, that's yes. taken for six children. That's, <laughs> you know, why? You've worked it out now. Yeah, worked it out. Yeah, my wife, uh, on the last three boys, she would never tell me how they got there. <laughs> One day, if she's listening to this, when I get home, will you tell me that? I'll send her a DVD. Yeah, good, you yeah, I will, don't worry. <laughs> I listen, I've got a DVD on the new McGear album. Now, tell me about this. This Is is this on Cherry Red? Don't worry, I'll be telling you all about this. How long have we got? <laughs> we got we got an hour. Go as long as you want. You, okay. You're not going, going before 11, I'm afraid. Listen, what's his name? How, Howard Stern in America, yeah. New York? Yeah. Howard Stern made that mistake. When he got to the end of the uh, uh, our little chat, yeah. I got up in the early mornings and I was living with Keith McCartney out in Woodstock. Got on a train, came into New York, walked across New York to this bloke. He was, they said, you've got to get on his show. Yeah. He's all the yuppies listening to him coming into New York. He is, no, he wasn't as big as he is now, but he was big. He was the, the, the in one, the yeah. one. If you've got on his show, he's outrageous at this lady Robin that was in the next booth yeah. and him and they, they just chatted away and I got on and after about an hour however long I was allowed he made the mistake of trying to get rid of me <laughs> 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 I said are you, are you joking he said sorry Mike uh, I said well I've come I got up from Keith's house <laughs> I've got on a train come walked across New York to, to, and you're trying to get rid of me are you joking well, oh, we're just going to read the news and the world. I said, I can read the news. <laughs> <laughs> and I was on for another half an hour reading the news and the weather. Brilliant. <laughs> well, you've only come from 20 minutes away tonight, yeah. so none of this oh, okay. it took you hours to get here. Okay. But oh, let's let's talk about the new albums. Now, these are on Cherry Red, which is an excellent record label. love Cherry Red. They put out some really cool stuff. They this are isn't great. a reissue on Cherry Red, is it? No, it's not. No, I think it's another um, one. So what is the new album, then? It is the old album, the McGear album, yep. with these days you've got to be, even our kid is putting all these extra tracks on. Yeah. You, you know, thing, he, he's automatic, but all these little bits you have to put on. To Just make... for those who don't know, you're, of course, Elton John's brother. No, no. You're not? No, I'm Paul the Beatles' brother. Did no, you don't, not don't, don't know him. Don't, oh, yeah. don't know oh, him. I've heard of him. He's quite don't, good. Hold on. Did you not hear my name? Mike McCartney. I thought you were yeah. Elton John's brother. I do apologise. <laughs> we, we booked the wrong act. Elton John's my backing singer. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's funny, don't you? <laughs> well, no, I don't because I know that oh, you good. did a record with Jimi Hendrix yeah, and so, Dave Mason. Okay, sorry for banging the mic. Uh, I am in... Our kid is... Sorry for everybody in London. When I say our kid, I'm from Liverpool up north. And if I ever say our kid, it means my brother or sister. Yeah. Okay, so our kid had a launch of his uh, group called Wings, he was called. And so this went to the big opening night and uh, went for a pee, as you would. I'd enjoy myself. I, I remember walking past Gilbert O'Sullivan, yeah. dressed as a schoolboy. <laughs> He'd come prepared. And so I went for a pee 
I'm standing there uh, being away. And uh, next thing is this young lad comes in yeah. in his pop regalia and says, oh, hello, Mike. And I looked at him and said, oh, hello, Reg. And because uh, I've met this young man in Dick James's studio on the first McGough McGear album. The we music started, publisher. Dick we James. started in Dick James's music place. He had a studio there. <clears throat> and I knew this lad uh, from then. And he said, no, no, my name's not Reg anymore. He said, I've got, I'm into doing show business like you. Oh, I said, oh, good. I said, what do you, what do you, what, who are you? He said, my name now is called Elton John. I said, good luck, son. <laughs> got no chance of that name. <laughs> and so I thought, well, he said, no, but they, Mike, those were great days. I said, they certainly were. What was, he said, you know, the Abbey Road. I said, yeah, I re used to record with Scaffold in Abbey Road. Well, we used to be your backing singers. No me way. Me mate, he mentioned a name. Yeah. Me and Charlie was used to come. Uh, because Scaffold couldn't sing. I was the only one that could get away oh, really? with it. really? Yeah. And so we, I needed for harmonies. I needed that song he just played then. Yeah. All the harmonies he needed, needed someone who could sing so I could harmonise with them. Yeah. And so uh, these two lads were brought in as the backing singers. And I said, I remember there were two lads. The, to to help me on my bits, he said. Well, we used to. They were the best session yeah. we ever had. I said, Oh, good, thanks. He said, No, honest mate, you don't understand. We, we did back in singing all, all the time. Yours, whenever we went came for scaffold one, we just killed ourselves laughing all day. Yeah. and got paid at the end. They were the best sessions we ever did. Thanks. I've got so many. We're going off in so many different directions. But <laughs> you, you, you mentioned will with me. Good. Um, I'm trying to keep them all in here because I want to go on all of them. But you mentioned the Wings launch. Now, Wings, they were basically your backing band for one album. Was that the McGear well, no, album? This is where, yes, this is where it started out with I'd finished with Scaffold. And so uh, that was it, just living up in Liverpool. And our kid rang and said, what are you up to? I said, not a lot. I finished the Scaffs. That's come to an end. He said, oh, well, should we do something together? I said, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Anything, every mickle makes a muckle. And uh, so, <laughs> should we do a song? I said, yeah, I'll come down now. <laughs> and so I went down to London, uh, went to his house, and we're just sitting around. Yeah. And uh, him and guitar, him, Lynn and me, just round the house. Beautiful. And this uh, little song just came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Do you love your arty jokes, etc., etc." And it was, oh, that's nice, that's nice, that's that's a nice little song, that. And so, okay, yeah, all right, we'll do it as a single. <laughs> we'll go into Abbey Road, record it, and do a single. And I said, yeah, great. And that day when we were recording, that day was, oh, my God, I was buggered. It was when I had to do the vocals, yeah. you know, like a live thing. In what and way buggered? I, Not I, literally. I was buggered in terms of... Uh, Having played a, a, a what's it called charity football match, right. Monty Vi Python versus Grimm's, we'd gone into a, a thing from substantial Grimm's was Gorman Grimm's Gorman John Gorman yep. Roberts Andy Roberts the guitarist yeah. I for Innis, Innis. Neil uh, McGough McGear M M and S for Stanchel. Stanchel. Wow. So let me translate. Buggered in this context means tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be your northern translator. Thank you. Thank you, Catherine. Where, where are you from, Catherine? Manchester. Oh, you see. You see, you need us northerners down here. 
Just to set you right. Well, if you press your red buttons at home, listeners, subtitles will be coming up as well. So don't worry. It's all, it's all good. So you've been knackered playing football. And so I was walking up the steps of Abbey Road. You yeah. know those steps on the safe scene on the film. Oh, yes. Well, that was Arsia Scaffold Studio as well. And uh, going up these steps, I was so buggered. Uh, I, it was like as though I had, you know, those deep sea divers yes, and those those lead weight boots. I was going up the stairs to do these bloody things and did the vocals. And at one stage, this is a letter for anybody interested in production. Arcade was listening up, so he was producing this thing. And they played all the stonk songs. Now you're into the you sing. Now you get down there and sing. And so in the big studio with yeah, the stairs going up. Yeah, to the that, top. That, that one. Yeah, wow. the famous one. Yeah, yeah. That's where we recorded. Brilliant. All, scaffold. All, all our stuff was in there. I lie. Lily the Pink was in the big one. Right. The All You Need Is Love. We did Lily the Pink in there. Yeah. Ask me about Lily the Pink later. I will. I'll tell you some gems you don't know. You don't know. Oh, this is great. And what's coming up, Ari? <laughs> and so I was, and so I, I was so tired that I was so, it didn't love your heart. Did it didn't love, oh, shit. I, I said, sorry, I did the second one, though, wasn't I? Yeah. And uh, okay, so what happened? I said, I've just uh, got it wrong. He said, I will tell you when it goes wrong. Mm. I'm the producer. And I thought, ooh. <laughs> And so I went upstairs, and you see, this is where producers are listening. They're listening for what they, they've got, all the stuff they want. They want you to just keep doing it, keep doing it, till they've got it. Yeah. That was it. He got it. Came upstairs, and I'm listening to this thing, and I'm thinking, this guy can't sing. Call me. Yeah. And I said, not very good, this, is it? He said, don't worry. Don't worry. I've got it. It's here. You've, you've done it. But, uh, and then slowly, slowly, this thing started doing all these little tricks and double tracking. Oh, that sounds better. Oh, that's better. I used to do a scaffold. I was used to doing all these tricks. But then this thing started to, oh, this is great. Tony Coe's sax and yeah. And it starts, suddenly this little jam of a, what? And even I'm dancing up and down wow, in, it clicked. In, in the studio. And I thought, wow, that's really good. It was. It was a lovely end product. So that was sent to New York to Linda's parents, to Linda's dad, Lee Eastman, mm. who looked after our kid in New York, and John, his son. And so they heard it. That was it. just going to be a single they released here and in America, full stop. And so our kid rings me up and said, I've just, and it's gone to New York, and the Eastmans have just come back to me. And said, are you joking? What are you talking? This is fantastic. Why are you going to leave it there? This is so good. You two working together. Mm. This is real magic. You should do something about it. Why don't you do an album? And so our kid rang and said, uh, what do you think? I said, uh, oh, well, I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> Got nothing on for the next, <laughs> next six months. Yeah, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> and though he, luckily, we both had this little time period. Yeah. He said, don't fancy working down here. It's too business. We'll come to the studio you did, the woman album in. Right. In Strawberry That's Studio. That's the 10CC The 10CC studio. studio. First time I walked into that studio with Scaffold, we doing something, as I heard this boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. I'm a Neanderthal man. Boom, boom, <laughs> Neanderthal man. Remember that 10cc track? Yes, that's, Called I'm yes. that's all I remember. Boom, boom, boom. Neanderthal man. And that's where we went. And we just, this magic little album. We had no idea. We went every day. Yeah. What are we doing today? No idea. 
I've done this, I've done that, I've done that. Here's a little song. This is, fi I finished this one. Uh, okay. And it was things like the last one, The Man Who Found God on the Move. That's a song. Which is... <laughs> that is a tune, man. I, I like that one. That's a great one. I like that. Uh, uh, so that one was uh, in two parts of the studio. I'm working at that end of, in the reception. Our kid is down in the studio doing his guitar, whatever he's doing. Yeah. Danny Lane was in there as lovely, well. Lovely Danny Lane. We've Danny had Danny on the show. He's lo a top bloke. Lovely man. And the, what a great singer. Oh, he's incredible. Moody Blues Go Now. What? I heard um, they've just they've re just released re-released that that first Moody's album and they've put a slower version of Go Now. It wasn't on. on Cherry Red Records, was no, it? No, it wasn't Cherry Red or Esoteric. Um, I can't remember who it was on, but they there was a, they recorded at the time and never released it a slower bluesier version of Go Now. Man, his voice, yes, it's just incredible. Yes. It's got that kind of like rough that gruffness to it in there, Beautiful. grit. Beautiful. So he was there, yeah. And that's all. We just did this whole, this album slowly came together. And I, they sent me the acetate of the new uh, McGear album. Here it is. Hadn't heard it for 44 wow. years. 74. Recorded in 74. Is that weird, listening to something 40 yes. odd years? That must be like time yes. travel. Yes. So, but I had to do it. I had to pass the acetate. Yeah. And so I put it on. I didn't have any. <laughs> Nowadays, where's the gramophone gone? Who's got a gramophone? How can I borrow your gramophone? I bought one to do the tapes for to outtakes and old tapes sort of that, and that's what we've got on the new. Oh, wait, mate. Honestly, wait till you hear. When's that coming out? That is now April. Okay, okay. And you won't believe. I'll read what they've just told me today. Brilliant. It's going on that album. And these little outtakes are absolutely... And so I had to... But the main thing is, like, listen. And so all I had was this little machine with a... a, a, a what do they call them? those things you put the record on a turntable turn turn yeah. a turntable on the top and then a cassette you can put cassettes in it yeah and you Ooh, do CDs modern. yeah a, a music system thing. a music system <laughs> and so uh, there on the top was a, a turntable yeah so I put the, a record on the turntable with a shh, shh remember that put that on yeah. and it went in, right into this uh, song Sea Breezes first the fairy one and I'm thinking da -da, oh, little speakers tiny little yeah. speakers Think, wow, that's strong, and then I'm suddenly listening to this. What it was, all the people that came along, uh, came along because they wanted to be there. It wasn't a, a job yeah, where yeah. they had to be there. Like uh, Lily the Pink story uh, later on is all those people were session people, yeah. and because they had to, it's their job. All the people that were on the McGear album were friends like Paddy Maloney from the Chieftains, can mm. you come over and do a little Aeolian pipes on what, etc. It makes a difference when everyone's there, because yes. they want to be there. Yes. Makes yes. a, there's a completely different vibe. It, on it, and that like it, Kath does not want to be here. Yeah, I've noticed. And that vibe. She wants I'm to get back to sucking man. all the energy out of the room. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing my best. Yeah. He won't send me home. Uh, I won't. She's contracted to stay here. She will stay. One, but yeah, you say when everyone's cat. when everyone's there, you're not allowed to talk to each other, please. <laughs> Why could you understand us? We've been we've been holding hands the last half an hour. <laughs> when everyone's there because they want to be, yes. you can hear that in the record. You really can. Yeah. And I hadn't heard it for 44 years. And some listening to this thing, I think, bloody hell, that's good. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, the musicianship in that comes onto the second track, and what do we really know? What do we really? And then uh, in the sessions, I'm saying, okay, can somebody take now? Jerry Conway was our uh, my drummer from yeah. uh, these albums here, uh, and uh, our kid was using this thing to try people out, 
And so Denny was in the for the wings for the new wings. Jimmy McCulloch came in later, yeah. etc. And another drummer came in instead of Jerry Conway. But on this, on the McGear album, I said, okay, this one here, uh, it'd be great. We had a little uh, breaks of a little. Now drums, Jerry, can you do a drum? Jerry, can't, can he do a drum? <laughs> Bloody hell. And so you, and then uh, uh, Paul, can you do a, a bass solo? He said, a bass solo? I've never done a bass solo in my life. I said, can you do one now? I think it's the only one. <laughs> You you work it out on any of his records? He ever done a bass solo? He's never. He's from what I've read about Paul McCartney. I have to say Paul McCartney. It sounds weird me just saying Paul. He's never. That's my brother, by the way. I, apparently so. I thought yeah, it was yeah. David Jones from the Monkees, but I got it wrong. <laughs> apparently, he's never been very confident in his bass playing, despite being one well, of the greatest bass players of all time. It is like John. John was afraid of his voice. John didn't want his like Jimmy Hendrix. These people, you you listen to these people and you think, my God, yeah. John Lennon is And they echo, more echo, echo, you know, more, to drown. More himself, reverb, to drown. And these people, you are like gods, uh, are, have the little things. Isn't it funny? That they, and so I, I didn't know that. So so I said, oh, so can you do a, a, a drum, a, what's it called? Bass. A bass. So uh, uh, Jerry does drums. You do a bass, and then I think it was uh, Denny does the end guitar. I've got to meet him and find out which was Jimmy McCulloch and yeah. which was Denny uh, guitar. Uh, and so I just let it go, and I heard it the other night. And they and then hear the drums. You said, "Wow, God, he's a good drummer." And the suddenly the bass player, great, comes in. Good, nice little solo. Fantastic. The bass player. He's all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's good actually. And then uh, the next one was a guitar comes in. I think it was Denny. And and then it goes quiet. And and then what I've done here, I have gone. I'm now going to take you to another world now. Oh. I'm now going to take you to a cartoon world. Okay. A cartoon world of weirdness, of we weird characters. One called Blob, yeah. who talks like this. Yeah. And one called Beaky. Well, talk like this more. You're not from Brooklyn, is it, Brea? Uh, and these little characters are... I have introduced this lovely music that comes next after those solos it, as the start of the weirdo cartoons. I'm going to release them both in the April. weirdo cartoons. So I've got name. them here. I've got them here. I was going to line it up, but the taxi was late. I will show you, and I will show all your, your listeners... Uh, I've got a little excerpt. Oh, brilliant. A very, uh, you know, unique, historic uh, I need to take a break. I've been desperate for a break for the last half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Can I have one with you? Yeah, yes, you can. Mm. I want your Lily the Pink story when we get back, please. Oh, you'll get it. Oh, I want it. This is Talk Radio with Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle and Mike McGeer, stroke McCartney. More after this. Stroke Talk Radio. Dial up some dialogue. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Excuse me. Oh, Dad. Just- Hello, I'm Martin Kellner. And I'm his daughter, Ruthie. We do a podcast. It's called Ruthie, Me and My Dad. In which I tell him how he's wrong about most things. And I explain to her who the Bee Gees were. It's on Acast and Apple Podcasts. And all your favourite podcast providers. It's a unique generation gap conversation between a baby boomer dad... And his Generation Z daughter. That's Ruthie, Me and My Dad. Brand new episodes every Thursday. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, during the break there, um, Mike uh, McCartney just uh, just solved Brexit. Mike Blank just solved... Mike Kebab. That's what I nearly was. Mike Kebab. Fab, not kebab. That's what he didn't choose. I nearly was Mike Kebab, Mike Mike McFab. When you were coming up with the names, the the surname, was was there a long list? Well, we had in Liverpool, I don't know whether you got it down here, we had something called Beatlemania in Liverpool, which was getting a bit out of hand. And so I thought uh, having uh, McCartney as a surname is rather like having, you know, being Mike Presley or Mike Sinatra. Reg Presley. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Elvis Costello. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and so I thought, this is silly, uh, so I'll have to change it. Yeah. Because you go on the telly. And so, okay, what are we going to do? And uh, one of the things, J.V. Don Levy is Ginger Man. And I was nearly Mike Dangerfield. Oh, that mate. sounds like a spy. Ooh, I, think, I don't think it would have aged very well. Uh, okay. Mike Dangerfield. Well, still not bad. I was seriously... Uh, but around Liverpool at that time, the two words that everyone used were... Fab and Gear. Fab and Gear, yeah. Before they were plagiarised in America yeah. uh, by my brother and his chums. Then just ordinary things, oh, it's Fab, look at that, Fab, look at that gear, oh, she's the gear, etc. And so at one stage, I, I was nearly Mike McFab. And I thought... Sounds like an ice lolly. Yeah, thank you. I thought, <laughs> that's a bit too silly, Michael. And how about Mike McGear? McGear, ah. It so, works. Sounds Irish. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm Irish. All the so that sounds better. So I became Mike McGill. I saw a brilliant. I was I was falling down the rabbit hole on YouTube today, and I saw a brilliant clip of you and the scaffold on the Mike Douglas show in America. Oh. I hope you don't mind me mentioning this because it's a really uncomfortable clip to watch. Oh, it's wonderful. It's. I'm glad you think so. It's. I'm guessing '68, and it is um, the height <laughs> of the Paul is dead. Rumours. Okay. Do you, do you want to hear the story? Do you want to hear? I'll, Go on. You could know. All I'll tell your listeners is you're going to say it the way you saw it on the telly. You got you, furious with the guy who came well, out with no, all the no, facts. I, I, it's like solving Brexit. It's no good talking about it. Yeah. You've got to really, sometimes, you've got to be honest. You've got to tell people the truth. Yeah. And so we were brought down <laughs> from New York to somewhere wherever Detroit, wherever it was, to film this, because it was British week. <laughs> oh, oh, I say. British show. Yes. And uh, there is Douglas Fairbanks Jr., yeah. very English, doing a sword fence uh, on the telly, because he's English. Yeah. It's British week. And so, <laughs> smashing. And there's Scaffold. <laughs> scaffold brought you down from New York to be on British week, on British day, in uh, different, wherever you are. And so, yes, smashing. And suddenly they put us in the audience, I thought. That's a funny place to perform. Yeah. In the middle of a, an American daytime. Surrounded by lots of old ladies. All ladies, all. It's middle yeah, America. Yeah, it's a great clip. This is middle America. <laughs> yeah. Daytime. And you live. guys with the long hair. Oh, yeah. The, the gorman with the comb over. Oh, yeah. We're really. looking outrageous. Oh, kind of spot pop. the Brits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Pop poses. And so but we're, we're wondering what the hell are we doing in the audience yeah. of this daytime live middle American show? And it slowly uh, transpired. Suddenly, this guy, uh, Douglas Fairbanks Jr., has finished fencing. Uh, and next one is, here he is, the DJ from L.A. And, I, and, I, and OK, what's all this about? Oh, so you... And he starts talking seriously to this DJ. And the DJ is talking seriously to the uh, the man. And I'm suddenly, we look at each other, scaffold look at each other, because this guy is talking about Paul McCartney's debt. And he's got all the albums, hasn't he? With all the, evidence. the albums, the evidence, and they're on the Abbey Road crossing with the no feet and, and whatever it is, etc. All, and he's talking this absolute rubbish. Just coming out, spewing out of his very, very seriously, very Very straight, very serious, and very straight. And I'm thinking, at first, all we look at each other, that's why we're down here. Yeah, oh my god, we'd heard about it, but we, oh no, this is so gross. But so we sit there patiently, and suddenly they make the mistake of having all this proof that this DJ from LA has given America this is a a right across America show, big. Telly, and so they made this. They suddenly said, "Well, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, thank you, DJ from LA, whatever his name is. Uh, we happen to have Paul's brother, Mike McCartney, uh, sitting in the audience. Mike, what do you think of this? God. Paul is dead." And so uh, you, you know, on the telly, it was just a second, and I just thought, "Now then, young man." Do you know what you've done? Yeah. How, how horrible that you have done. Can you imagine the fir- these little children that love that group my brother's in suddenly to hear 
oh, it's like 9-11. What's 9-11 before we came out here? Everyone's like, there's, what's his name, the president, mm. looking at telling all the children. Bush, yeah, he's reading, wasn't he? And they the deliver the news to him, yeah. and he suddenly goes into a trance. And suddenly, all everybody's in a trance, and I'm suddenly, they've got to come out of this trance. They've got to come to reality. So I said, please, sir, the second that you said to America that my brother is dead, can you imagine those poor children or people who were nervous disposition or ill or the heart attack something and what you have done to them? <gasps> the shock of the and now you're coming on national television here proving absolute lies. You're saying, mm. let's be honest, what you're doing now is lie, lies. It's, and I start, I was just got. Oh, it's, it's a great round, but you managed to hold it in a lot because oh, you're very, obviously fuming. Very, very, because it was such a a, a nasty trick. Yeah, and so you know, this is not the way I want to spend my career, and so to go for this guy and just tell him how vicious, how nasty, how wrong that suddenly, let's go to an ad. <laughs> <laughs> there are two, you, you, you and Gorman do two great lines. One of the Mike Douglas, I think, asks you when was the last time you saw your brother, and you said two weeks ago at his funeral, which was a great line. That's a good line. And then someone, then someone says later on, oh, I, I saw him recently, and Gorman taps you on the shoulder, and goes. Yeah, but he didn't look very well, did he? <laughs> Which is, and it's delivered so deadpan. That's good. But also, what is great is you say, you say something along the lines of, the biggest crime you've committed here is you've been boring for 10 minutes. Yes. yes. You've been boring. Yes. You There's bored no, people. Ed, Ian, there is no bigger crime in my book <laughs> than being boring. Just imagine. Yeah. I mean, I, I, well, it's rather like now. The amount of people that have turned off since we got on. <laughs> Can you about all asleep? All like the front rows. They're of waiting the... for the Lily the Pink story. Yeah, so they'll get it. They'll well, get give it. it to them. I'm going to finish off this story of going up. We've done the thing. Okay, they go cut, on afterwards. Cut to a, an hour. Well. This is live telly. Mm. Cut the Get the, the frosties off. For God's sake, get away from this madman that's coming down, destroying American civilization. Get him. And so get it out and up the stairs. And there was a spiral, <laughs> a spiral staircase which went onto the green room from the studio. And ahead of me was the DJ from LA. And suddenly he woke up as he's going up the stairs and realised his career was over mm. uh, for being so stupid and being so, you know, th you know. And so he just looked down at me, saw the cause of his demise, cause of the end of his career. You. He went for you? Ooh. No. Yeah, yeah. Really? They, they had to pull him off. Cheeky bugger. Yeah, yeah. Because in the, in the clip, he starts <laughs> backtracking and going, look, I wasn't yeah. saying that yeah, he was yeah, actually yeah. dead. I'm just, I'm just presenting the... the yeah. He went for you, yeah, yeah, yeah. and because uh, here's the thing, I I've always loved that 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 myth. The Paul McCartney's replaced by a Scottish actor in '66 after because a it's so ridiculous. It's oh, so I'm ridiculous. Coming. But watching that clip with you, it made me think, oh god, but he's a real person. Mm. Paul McCartney's a real person. You're not. You're joking. No, honestly. No, no. Now you tell and me. He's got he's Bloody got family, yeah. and I could see how upset you were mm. that a you'd been stitched up. And B, that someone was presenting this utter, utter bullshine That's right. to you. That's right. And expecting you to somehow respond with, well, okay, the truth's out. You found out how dirty... It's your brother he's talking about. And it no, never dawned on me like in that way before. No, but as I say, there are certain times you go like Brexit. Uh, you want the answer to that next, don't you? Go on. Okay, not at all. It's like, you know, there are certain times in your life. It's like that thing in my mum. The lessons you taught me. Wasting one second of yeah. our talk here, but it is you're wasting time. Yeah, 
and to and as I we've just said boring it's the worst thing you can do to anyone yeah and so uh, that that's enough uh, that that will do McGough McGee album so you don't want to hear about Brexit <laughs> sorry McGough McGee album 68 <laughs> there is the cover of the McGough McGee album yeah you see the two little gnomes yeah you know Ruth's gnomes little uh, baby gnomes in garden in the gnomes but there baby gnomes are on little baby gnomes and and it's as though they are somebody has put a, there's a window yeah right and somebody it's all steamed up and somebody has got, cleared it in, like in a bath steaming up yeah. and you clear the mirror and the two little gnomes you can see them outside mm. right that is the, that uh, steamed up thing was actually Versailles Palace I was there with uh, Una and Tara Brown. Tara Brown was the young man, Day in the Life. Day in the Life in uh, the car. His yeah. mum was the Lady Aramoran Brown. Got a lovely picture of them on the Versailles mm. uh, floors, go up and down like that. Uh, magic, herringbone floors. But the windows here that I had to take a photograph of, can you imagine? You look at that album again mm. and you will see it's graffiti 1803 <laughs> and etched into the thing. Graffiti was around in 18 yeah. with uh, the French public Scr into the magic. scratching into the window. Magic. 1803. Isn't that and fantastic? So that's what that window is. That's the cover of Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's a it's a great album. It's 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 kind of a psychedelic treasure. Hendrix was playing mm. on it. How many tracks mm. did he play on? And he was playing bass, wasn't he? He wasn't playing. Jimmy, no, no, uh, guitar, guitar. He was playing guitar. guitar on it. Uh, quite a few of you. <laughs> There's a lovely end one called yeah. XR Studio. That's the song. That is that is. A Do you know what? We'll play that. Are you all right to stick around till half eleven? Or have yeah, you got good. Half no, I'm good. I'm good. When we come out at the news at eleven, we'll play X Art Studio. When I've read the news, yes. yeah. When you've done the news, <laughs> yeah, when yeah. you've sold Brexit, and we'll the play that. It's such a, it's a funny song. It's a brilliant song. It's got that little sitar breakdown oh, in the middle. For you, it's <laughs> that end thing, and you can hear Graham. It's beautiful voices. Yeah. Uh, oh dear, do you want Lily now? Yeah, go on. Let's have it. it comes to Graham. Oh, let's have it. Uh, right, this is all, all you a lot that have heard of a song called Lily the Pink, the Pink, the Pink. Do you ever see an ad on the telly? Yeah. A lot, this will be 1968. And I always told people, like I always told people, that thank you very much, the song I wrote for Scaffold that got him into the pop business. I always said uh, the, uh, the one of the guys that used to love it was the Prime Minister of Great Britain. Yes. Harold Wilson. And the uh, Queen Mum. Uh, and later, I only found that in the Castle of May. Yep. Years later, but the first thing I got away with for years was saying uh, Prime Minister Harold Wilson's uh, favourite record. You know that I wrote that, and uh, <laughs> and so Radio Four rang up and said, oh, "Mr. McGear, Mr. McGear McCartney, whatever the hell your name is, uh, we have been asked to ask what is the entry iron." And so I said, oh, well, I wrote this song called Thank You Very Much for the Entry Iron. Our kids said, don't do Entry Iron, it's too oblique. <laughs> that was the one that uh, every uh, the, the, the headlines for years, what is the Entry Iron? I've uh, always thought it was an erection. Uh, well, you can think what you like. I thought yeah. it was a uh, rhyming slang. No, you can go, get, give me more. You, <sighs> you, Whatever you give me, I'm going to shoot you down. In fact, I wrote Thing. I don't think you know what it's about, Mr. Oh, McCartney. Oh, yes, I do. And it's up to you to prove otherwise. <laughs> to prove otherwise. So, what do you want, Lily? Go on. Give Lily us. Living. Go on. Okay. Uh, question one Who played uh, bass on Lily the Pink? 
Hang on a minute. I'm <clears throat> you're asking me. I'm supposed to be asking you this. Who played Bacon? Was it, well, is it, was it Paul? It wouldn't be Paul. I, um, that's a good guess. Yeah. I am in Abbey Road number one, the big studio. Yeah. The old you need is love studio. And uh, session men yeah. were in. And so I am saying to Mike Vickers, who was the, uh, he did Manny Man, Mike Vickers. Yeah. Uh, and he was doing the orchestral, uh, the musos. And uh, Nori Paramore was the, uh, you know, producer. I've never heard Manfred Mann abbreviated to Manny Man. I've it. never heard that before. Because you've never been in the presence of Mike, Mike McCartney, yeah. McGee, McFab. McAnything. And the, I'm in the, in the control bit and looking out at the big studio, I'm saying, what's he doing there? And so Mike says, oh, I just, you know, just came up one, you know, session. So I said, I'll go and have a word. So I went out and got him to one side. All the session musicians, all the best you can do all read of the dots. Yeah. And so I said to this gentleman, <clears throat> uh, just uh, just thinking, you know, whatever you want on this, you know. He says, all right, hey, Mike, um, I was thinking, you know, on this one, uh, I've read the thing, I think the best thing on, on this song is boom, 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 we'll drink a boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. And I said, whatever you want. Seeing as you're the bass player out of the cream, you have that right. <laughs> you couldn't make it up. That's incredible. I did not know that. Honestly, Mike, I've got to tell you, I think the best thing, and you listen to it, and again, another one you've got to listen to. Yeah. If you ever hear the number one hit, right, when it comes to... The Jennifer Eccles verse. Mm. Jennifer Eccles had terrible freckles, and the boys all called her name, so they gave her medicinal compound. Now he joins in all their games, right? Listen to that next time it comes on the radio. <clears throat> you won't believe how obvious this story is. Uh, there was a Jennifer Eccles, a group called the Hollies. The Hollies, Jennifer Eccles, was a so great. So I song. rang this man I used to know rather well. Uh, called Graham Nash. Oy. So I said, hey, Gray, what are you doing tomorrow? He said, why? I said, we're doing a track, this daft song called Lily the Pink, and we're doing a, a spoof of your Jennifer Eccles, that terrible freckles, just being number one with. Can you come and sing it? He said, sure, be down. So next thing, he comes down. You listen to that it's record. Him. I swear, honestly, you will not believe it. I heard it on telly the other day. They found another version of Lily the Pink. So un... What's it called? Unthingy, un bad, very unthingy. Unthingied. It's unthingyable. Yeah. Because at the end, their scaffold, very bad. I've never, there's only one Lily the Pink thing. That's us in our white suits. Have you ever seen that on the table? Yeah, I've there's seen only that. It's one, a great there clip. was only one scaffold singing Lily the Pink, and it's us on the telly. We've been singing it for a year, so it comes to this telly show, and we got bored. We don't want to sing the same thing and bloody again. So we said, right, okay, don't tell the producer of the programme. Everyone swap the end line of each other's verse. So if you ever see that on the telly, it makes absolutely <laughs> no sense. <laughs> oh, Mr. Free Ears, a sticky out ears, and I made him awful shy. So they gave him medicinal compound, and now they move him round on wheels. <laughs> I, every, you listen to it on the telly, watches in our white suit, and every one, the producer was furious. What the hell, oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, we got bored. Sorry, sorry, pal. Um, 
the humour is uh, in, in a lot of the records. Even I mean, even Woman, which is a great pop record, pop pop and rock record. But then you got songs like uh, Edward Heath stuck in there. You know, little odes. Is the, mm. the, the humour? And we've only got a minute before we go to you reading the news. So I hope you've got it prepared. But um, the, the humour is is constantly we've been going for an hour. Yes, mate. Bloody hell. Yeah, I know. But this, is, this isn't going out on air. This is just the warm-up for us. We start the show at 11. Oh, 11, OK, great. I hope you know that. This After is just done the, the rehearsal. Yeah, yeah. Um, Can do the weather but, as well. But the humour is... And the wordplay. And I guess if you're working with, with Roger McGough, who is a genius, you know, when it comes to messing around with words, and yourself, and Viv Stanchel, I mean, man mm. alive. That guy, Sir Henry at Rawlinson's End. OK. Have you seen the film of that? Uh, no, I've seen oh, the play on it. Oh, wow, the film is yeah. just insane. But that guy, what he could do with language and words. Well, those language, those words, there is a bit on the outtakes of these things, this McGear album. Yeah. I have the tape of Viv uh, doing adverts for Dance the Do. Oh. Right? And this is Mike McGear's, uh, his donation to the nation. <laughs> Do do the do, dear boy. Oh, I've got it, and it's going on. Is it going on? I, yeah. When we come back, I want a full list of what's going on. I w- wouldn't it be so wonderful? If we could say, oh, in tomorrow night's show, we got Viv Stanchel in the studio. Oh, wouldn't that be lovely? That would be lovely with me, Mum. Oh, wouldn't that be wicked? It would well, be it would be delightful. He was what a what a uh, one-off. Oh, unique. Him, him and Mooney. They were the one-offs. <laughs> I bet they were a nightmare at times. They were. Yeah, great. We're going to have a little break. Um, uh, I'm not going to give out the phone number because I'm too I'm I'm too joyous just talking to him. We've got we've got another half an hour. I'll tell you then. What are you going to do the news? Yeah, the the phone number is o three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's his crib sheet. Who's giving you this? The cog. It's my cog. It's from the Liverpool Institute High School for Boys. We call them cogs. <laughs> <laughs> DME. I knew he was going to be trouble, Catherine. I said I didn't want him. I in. hope so. Um, we're going to have a short break. We're going to come back. Drink, 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 drink. The pink, the pink. We're going to have a little break, dear listener. We shall be back shortly with more Mike McCartney. This is Talk Radio. Yeah. Experience the unconventional. Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule-free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm clock. Hate going to work. On Talk Radio. Wang on in the 60s. I said wang. What is lovely? Yeah, I didn't realise it was Jane Nasher doing the, the vocals. Uh, on that, yes. Graham Nash doing the harmonies, you can hear. Gray, yeah. Hendrix doing the guitar. And God bless you, Mike. You were miming Jimi Hendrix playing the guitar. and You would have been there when he no, did that. No, the best one was on uh, So Much In Love. And <laughs> I said, said I'm sorry, uh, Jim. The, we're doing our, our kids in the, with another track. Uh, would you like a drink? Because what do you give superstars to, uh, you know, they're giving their time free? Yeah. 
And he said, no, man, it's cool. No. I had all on a table on the Delaney Lee studio, a table of beer, wine, uh, vodka, anything you wanted that I could pay you back to say thank you for coming. Couldn't pay them bloody money. Even I couldn't. Uh, and so, no, I'm cool. I'll just sit and I'll just rehearse. And, and I said, okay. So I sent him, the, the, I said, okay, it's working in here. And so uh, he said, that's all right. Uh, so then, they, And he sat on the floor. And he's just doing his own little guitars, yeah. his latest number one. And so the next thing is we sent him the track through. So much in love, diddly do, de doodly do. And so, Jim, just uh, you come in for the solo bit. Okay. And so, uh, so much in love, da 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 Right, so, uh, so, on. Uh, okay, I, uh, okay, I just finished Pepper, so he was used to these sort of <laughs> freedom. And so, and I, oh, yeah. And so I guess, wow, what do you think? I said, yeah, very, he said, what's wrong? I said, well, he didn't come in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said, are you going to tell Jimi Hendrix that? I said, I will. Oh. And so I did. If anyone was going to tell him, it'd be you. Yeah, of course it, it would. Yeah, well, no, as I said before, solving Brexit's next. <laughs> so I went out into the studio. <laughs> that picture. Now, this is an interesting picture. Yeah. This is just honestly, this all of you, this really happened. There is Jimmy Hendricks <laughs> sitting on the floor with his knee next to mine. And so I am doing <laughs> the thing. And it's right here. He said, Mike, I don't know the song. Can you just tell me when to come in? My pleasure, Jim. Our little can's on. Are you ready? Now, Jim, tapping him on the knee. <laughs> oh, mate! I swear. That is beautiful. That's how I got Jimmy in for his song. And so we did a couple of takes. And so... Uh, I I said how was that? I said oh go yeah you came in the right bit that's good that's good, and so uh, uh, so that went back into control. What does Jimi Hendrix's knee feel like? <laughs> Has he got a nice <laughs> knee? Just like yours. <gasps> wow, rockstar knees. <laughs> so uh, get back in the control room, and so our kid said okay. So you now know. I said how do you mean? He said well yeah the first one. I said yeah yeah that was good wasn't it. He said, oh, good, Michael, you're slowly getting there. And the one you've just done, I said, it came in the right place. He said, but what was it like? I said, it was good, but it wasn't as good as the first. He said, good, Michael, you've learned <laughs> the lesson in production. Well done, Michael. Uh, tape off, can we have the first one, please? And the engineer said, what do you mean the first one? We've been wiping everyone. <gasps> no! No, no tracks left to be worth That's your more. fault, that. <laughs> My fault. <laughs> you ruined rock. You killed rock. Great, isn't it? So the Magear album, coming out in April. Yeah. Oh, uh, On listen, Cherry Red, this is your I've, cue. I've just been told, are you all queuing up? I've just been told that the Magear album is is on luxury vinyl. Oh, what's, what's hang on, what's luxury vinyl? No idea. Just, how is that it's obviously from... better than normal vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is luxury. Where no, you're cheap rubbish. I, and I didn't know uh, that it was Cutter Abbey Road. Oh. I didn't know it was. That's apparently the best place to cut them. It's got a double gate sleeve, which America, all you Americans listening are going to be so chuffed with that. Yeah. I went over on the first time it was released in 1974, and the Americans saw it. <laughs> 
Oh dear, I've just heard of the thought of me and Derek Taylor listening to God on the Moon. I'll come in next time, I'll tell you that I want to hear about Derek Taylor. I'm a big fan of Derek Taylor. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I, I he, bet. That's the reason I went to America. He was the publicist for the Beatles, yeah. then went over and he, worked with the Beach Boys. He's the guy that called label Brian Wilson a genius. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 the stories I've heard about him, he sounds like an incredible character. He was an incredible character. At one stage, uh, Paul Myers, Mike Myers' brother, uh, and I were talking. We've had Paul on the show as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we good had him a man. couple of weeks ago. Yeah, great. good man. And we were talking about doing the definitive Derek Taylor documentary. Yeah. So that would be good. Got a lot of letters from Derek and lots of memories. That would be amazing. At one stage in the McGeer tour across America, he says, Michael, I'm going to have to leave you. I said, I'm going to Burbank. Uh, Right in the middle of the tour. Because we had to go from New York right across America, doing all the major cities. Uh, and he said, I've got to leave you. I said, why, Diggs? He said, because you're going to make me an alcoholic <laughs> if I continue with well, you. <laughs> I think he got there in the end. <laughs> he certainly got there in the end. <laughs> he did. Can I ask, on tangents, uh, one of my favourite characters in Beatles folklore, and hardly anyone knows anything about him, you might have met him, Magic Alex. Mm. Did you meet Magic Alex? Sure did. Magic Alex, when Apple happened um, and they were giving away money, like lunatics. And this houses Greek, and cars. Yeah, and, and this Greek guy rocked up and said, oh, I can make you a 76-track yeah. studio. Oh, yeah. I can make you invisible bafflers for yes. the drums. Oh, yeah. And none of it worked. No. What was he like? He was lovely. Lovely little man. Total yeah. bullshitter. <laughs> and got away with it. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. Unbelievable. Did anything he make worked? Probably not. I hope it did for his sake. For his conscience. I think the only thing he, he made that, that I read that was a little box that had flashing lights on that he gave to Lennon, and that was kind of what sold him to Lennon. Mm. To and what was that game. supposed to do? Flash. Supposed oh, to flash. Right, okay, to yeah. make you disappear. <laughs> Boom, okay. Excuse yeah. me, I met a man that actually did disappear. He told me he did. And after Maharishi, they all. I was there for the Maharishi bit, the Hilton uh, Park Lane, yeah. London. Uh, for that and, and first one, then you did they go to Banger. They went to uh, no, they went to India, right, with Maharishi, the Fabs. Uh, but I didn't go there. But I later caught up with meditation. Did it for a bit, and at one stage, there's this gentleman in a beautiful, an old gentleman, uh, can't remember his name now, but he came to the big posh house somewhere near Macclesfield. And so nobody is going there. Nobody's saying anything. But this gentleman, I'd heard. He disappeared. And so nobody is, don't, don't say anything about disappearing. And so I'm from Liverpool, I So it was very polite. And everyone said, oh, thank you, Mr. Uh, Johnson, whatever his name was. Thank you for coming, etc. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Before you go, uh, I've heard that you have disappeared. Is that, oh, he said, ah, that was just a technique. I said, keep going. <laughs> what do you mean disappeared? Like vanished uh, and then came back? No. Uh, I, I, I said, well, have you disappeared or haven't you? He said, well, these two ladies apparently, uh, they told me, uh, they were doing, I was doing my mantra and apparently they were looking at me and either the vision went from either side of me and I appeared to have disappeared. Uh, appeared to have disappeared. Appeared to have disappeared. <laughs> they, they blinked at the same time. <laughs> so, yeah, they blinked. Yeah. So, so see, I have met a man that has disappeared. Oh, so, double what? double gate sleeve yes. for Americans. They're going to love it because I took it over, and it's yeah. a single gate in America. They only yeah. had a, it didn't open up. Yeah. So oh, that one outrageous. is they're going to get that. So they're going to be there. And now I didn't know two CDs wow. with this album. 
uh, is there is a book, okay, with photos and promo material, a DVD. Do you know what that is? Dived. It's a dived. There's a dived. There's a dived in there. With the original Leave It film of 1974. Oh. Original Leave It. And then me, they said, a DVD takes a lot. So can you uh, talk about Liverpool, the album, etc.? So I went back to my old school. Oh, wow. threw me there. We went to the Everyman Theatre, where I started off as Scaffold, when we were called the Liverpool One Fat Lady Non-Electric Show, which no one could pronounce, so we became Scaffold. <laughs> All these stories are in the, oh, on that DVD. Cool. What was it like going back to your school? That must have been fun. It would have been good if uh, oh. I got in the school. Oh, I went to the school, my old school, that from eleven till eighteen, yeah. and they said, "Oh, we've got you the John Lennon Auditorium." I said, "Oh, it's on our old gym," because yeah. uh, I'll tell you stories about that next time I come. Yeah. Ivan Vaughan, one of the most important people in pop history, uh, when he was a prefect. I'll tell you that next time. Yeah, yeah. And but they, I said, and they didn't answer that. Was was it the gym we used to go to? They didn't answer that. So the next thing is, right, let's go to the John Lennon Auditorium. So going out, going across, hold on, where are you going? This is me school here. Yeah. This is where the top oh. yard here, the, the, down to the bottom yard here, uh, that's where I got Peter Sissons with the water bomb. Well, Peter Sissons, the newsreader. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I did, and he took me to this the head. This some very, very strange... I didn't think we could get a turn stranger than the man disappearing, but l- now we've got l- Peter Sisson. A wet bombs. Peter Sisson. Wow. Listen, you go off on tangents. You haven't met Mr. Tangent <laughs> uh, yet. No. So we're going across the top yard there, and we go to the bloody art school, yeah. which I couldn't get in. Yeah. I wanted to go to art school from the inny, and I couldn't get in because I didn't have enough... GCEs okay, to be yeah. an artist. Yeah, yeah, five GCEs that year introduced from Switzerland, and I didn't I only had one art to be an artist. Thank you. It's crazy. Yeah, you'll get there one day. I've got one, faith in you. One young day. Man. Well, with weirdos, have a look. Uh, so there, did that. So that's going to go on the divider. Uh, there are different mixes and outtakes. Lovely on this album. Uh, one or two with Pete eighteen with a bullet Wingfield. Okay. He's, he's lovely. He's not and, reading this, by the way, dear listener. And one or two. Well, if you look at the telly, you'll see me reading it. Uh, one or two with Billy Mersey beat Kinsley. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, some of the tracks I'd forgotten. Like Pete Wingfield one. I'd forgotten that I'd recorded. Yeah, I bet. And the ones with Billy Kinsley, this lovely little song I'm thinking, that's lovely. And it's never been out. Yeah. And no one's ever heard it. Ever. I just found these old tapes and I did it with Billy. So there's a couple of tracks like Fantastic. that. That's it. And that's it. And uh, uh, that's it. And they're all in a clamshell box. Ooh. Hey, hey. Now you're things. talking. Got no idea. Clam. Is it like, Shell. Is it like one of the round shell. ones? That... Yeah. Uh, excuse me. I haven't finished. Oh, sorry. And the final deluxe thing, a poster of the Gatefold album sleeve. In this thing, and what a, more lock, do you want? a lock of your hair sellotaped to every single copy. <sighs> We're not supposed to tell them that no, yet, that, that's Ian. The secret. Oh, That's it, the bonus. Well, it was. Uh, we're gonna have look. Was, Sam, we're gonna have a quick break. Then we'll come back for another ten minutes. Then we're gonna try and get rid of him if we can. We'll see. Um, this is. I, I'm having so much fun, man. This That's is okay, lovely. Howard. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank You're you, very David. stern today, Howard. <laughs> Let's have the adverts, please, Sam. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 
Okay, we've got Mike McCartney here. Um, I've, I've just looked at Twitter, and there's, there's some questions I don't understand. So no, I'm just going to read them, and if they're offensive to you, I apologise. Yeah. Paul says, ask Mike about his aunt and uncle's Monday roast. No, that was simply when my mum died. <coughs> we didn't have Sunday dinners, <coughs> like everybody else. Excuse me. Um, we you didn't have excused. Sunday dinners. Because mum uh, wasn't there. Yeah. And so our aunties, Auntie Mill and Auntie Jen, used to come over on the Monday. And so we'd have Monday dinners instead of oh, Sunday wow. dinners. Yeah, they'd do our washing for us. Because oh. just dad and two sons bringing us up uh, wasn't easy Yeah, on his own. And so he sounds like a great man, your dad. Yeah, what I've read about he him, was, he sounds incredible. Jim Mac, he was great. He used to have his own band called Jim Max Band. Yeah, and, uh, that's a good name. Yeah, no, he was special, Dad. The big thing about uh, your life on this earth is when you die. Yeah. And you suddenly realise how important people are when you go to their funerals. And my God, the people that turned up to his with their colostomy bags uh, staggering in and all of them <laughs> half dead themselves. But my God, we'll be there for Uncle Jim or Jim Max. When did Jim, when did he pass away? Mum was 56, Dad was 76. OK, right. Okay. In terms of years. The yeah, year, yeah. The year. Um, Graham has said, this is great. Um Mike should do a one-man show, but you were telling me you've done a one-man show. I did. I did a one-man show and somewhere around, in a theatre. It's still going on, I'm sure. Around <laughs> uh, Great Britain, and it was called Sex, oh. Drugs, <laughs> Rock and Roll. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> when did you do that? Uh, don't know. Year, <laughs> year or two ago, I think. Uh, um, Okay, uh, you, you're a big photographer as well. You, you've taken pictures of us, which you have not actually asked permission for, so that's that's a legal case that's going to turn into. Um, but some of your, your your pictures are incredible. You, t- you take some incredible pictures, and of course, perhaps one of the most famous is the the cover of uh, Paul's album "Chaos and Creation" in the backyard. Mm. That is a great picture, peeking through the, the net curtains. Mum's neck curtains. Is that that's what the picture was originally called, wasn't it? Something like it's our kid with a guitar under not long after she died through most important is through mum's neck have you seen i'm gonna find it and show kath because it's absolutely mm. incredible um but the, when was when what year was that taken because that was taken 1900 and frozen to death <laughs> as my father would say i've got no idea <clears throat> a while ago i'm gonna show i'm gonna show uh... whenever i do uh years somebody tells me uh, that oh no it was that year so I don't do years I just so you you, you brought the oh I put a load of text on it you brought your camera with you so photography still uh-huh. is an important yes part of your life uh, uh, photography is always has been always will be uh, I love taking photos wherever I am I always because they're they're everywhere they're waiting to be taken and I just uh, do what I'm told. I can't find. Look, I can't. The internet lets you down. I can't find yeah. a decent. Oh, sod that! I sh- I'll show you one later. It's an. Inc- yeah. It's a beautiful picture That'll of do. him wistfully looking up and just and it's through the curtains and. But if you follow Mike on Twitter, you'll see he takes pictures all the time. It's brilliant. Oh. It's like little snapshots of your life. And mm. we yes, got look. We got, we got, got a birthday present for you. Oh, you're joking. There Happy we go. Birthday for the, yesterday. Listen, you lot. If you all you're listening, I'm going to hold it up to the uh, camera microphone. <laughs> it's in lovely little. Uh, striped like toothpaste really they've given me a block of toothpaste am I allowed to open it live yeah, open it. It's oh, oh. It's, your birthday's this, been and gone now so. listen do you hear that ding that shows, your medicine. that shows you how professional I am 
always when you go into radio stations, turn your radio off. You don't off. give a shit about the radio. I do Catherine not. Chose this. There was once one uh, thing he, uh, I had on my phone. Uh, it would go, and my one of the kids learned how to do a song on it. So instead of ding and the de 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 de, so whenever my phone rang, it would go. <laughs> so embarrassing things like this yeah. would suddenly, and you're in a big royal function. There's the Lord Mayor, everyone in Majesty, another, and suddenly this bloody thing, and everyone goes, "Oh Christ!" And in fact, it's the guy, Morkham Wise's Eric Morton's son did this on a radio show. He said, oh, Christ, there's always one. And it was usually me. But the great thing is, when they're doing it in the Lord Mayor thing, and suddenly this thing goes off, and everyone's going, oh, my God. And then suddenly they hear, and they take it out very slowly. And the, the <laughs> hatred suddenly turns into smiles. Because <laughs> they like the song. Oh, can I hold on? You can, you can. It's just, uh, you know. Know. We've got the receipt, don't worry. Curb your enthusiasm. Look at this. This is... you might have fun with it. This is... Viewers, this is a made in China. (laughs) Can you believe on the Ian Lee Cathy show, it is a cell phone lens kit. Ooh... Oh, look at these lenses. Oh, it's actually quite a good present. Yeah. You were taking the bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm tempted to take that back from you, McCarthy. Listen, listen. On the iPhone, I just played in the Weirdos cartoon. I can put these on and all these lenses. That's very kind of you, Cathy. You're welcome. Did, did you see where I went then? Yeah, you were That's right. Very, no, no, you didn't hear. That's very kind of you, Cathy. Oi. See where I went then, yeah, E? E, Liverpool, yeah, slang okay. for Ian. I would have, I would have saved the You will now be forever known. Cathy, I like it. I like that. I can work with that. <laughs> I thought you could it's a little token to say thank you for coming in. That is very, very Thank you for, kind you know, thank the you. records. We can't, we'll get you on the phone again when this comes out in April. And we'll, oh, sell good. You, we'll sell a few copies of it. Excellent. What's, what's coming up? Any, any, apart from this coming out, obviously. I, I think, else? I think uh, rap and drum will dominate. Sorry? Do you th- I think rap and drill. Rap and drill. Oh, drill yeah. music. Yeah, who's your yeah. favourite drill artist? I, was gonna, I think it's going to dominate twenty nine. Do you agree? Yes, I do. Yeah. Who's your favourite drill artist? I think artist? Dab and uh, Dave and Frido. Yeah. <laughs> Funky Friday. You like that? Yeah, yeah, drill? definitely. Yeah. Okay, okay. What do you think of Stormzy? Has Stormzy had his day? Or? Yeah. Well, you mean Michael? Yes. My mate Michael. Yes. Introduced by Stella to me. Yeah, yeah. My niece. Of course. This is Michael. This is my uncle Michael. <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't make this stuff up, and it's true. It's all true. Oh, no, it is. That's what's so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Stella's introduced Michael to him. Yeah. I, well, I've got to finish this off. I'm Go. big on conceptually conceived collections of music yeah. that explore ideas over a longer narrative arc. Janelle Monet with Dirty Computer comes to mind, man. Are you getting a fiver for each of these? <laughs> Someone bet you. I just read it on the internet. Is, this, is someone getting murdered now on, on the back of this <laughs> code, code that you're issuing? Uh, Mike, uh, listen, we've been, we've been playing tracks from McGough, McGear, Woman. We're gonna, when we come back from the ads, we're going to play, um, we'll play track five, please, from that CD, which is which is Benna, who's your youngest? My eldest daughter. I've your got eldest. six children. Uh, from Benna down to Sonny. Sonny is the youngest. It's, it's great. They starts a couple of these tracks on this with, with Benna, just like doing nursery rhymes and stuff. Oh, it, uh, 
Um, and then it goes into Sister, which is just a great kind of gospel-y, nice, bluesy nice, song. Some nice track. It's a, this is a strong album, man. This yeah, is a strong album. Yeah. Mike, it's so, it's so lovely to see you. Thank you so much for coming Yeah, lovely in. to meet you at long last. Catherine, nice to meet you. Well, Catherine, you know. So neither of you want to, an answer to Brexit then? I think we're out of time tonight. Oh, no. Can you do, can you, I'll have to come back. Can you do an all answer week. to Brexit in one word? Uh, no. There you go. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Blasted rhetoric from the Banana Republic for people who think capital punishment isn't going nearly far enough. Join me, the Reverend Mike Graham. Revolutionary, rebellious, rebuilt, rebranded. Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The independent republic of Mike Graham. Tomorrow morning from 10 on Talk Radio.